Hey everyone, welcome to the Psychedelic Integration Podcast. I'm Sinclair. And I'm John. And we're with Mystical Heart Collective. We help people heal with psychedelics. And man, it has been a minute since we had our last episode. And we are excited this week to share some insights and have a conversation about manifestation and prayer. Yeah, so... We decided to do this because we hear in the like self improvement, self actualization, like self help, healing communities. We hear these two terms come up a lot, so we wanted to really dive into, explore what they mean, how in some ways they're kind of two poles of the same thing, and how they can work together. Yeah, manifestation. So manifestation and prayer are probably in your mind like in my mind previously to my plant medicine experiences, completely unrelated concepts. And first of all, manifestation is kind of, I hate saying that. I'm going to say this anyway, even though I don't like saying it. It's a very like woo-woo term. I think um, as a spiritual practitioner, woo-woo is kind of offensive. But when I say that, you know what I'm talking about. Manifestation is something that people say to explain how... They got such badass lives mm. or generally they're using it to try to sell you something. Yeah. You hear it a lot like, um, well, you hear it a lot as like I made this happen with my, the power of my thoughts or my vibration or something like that. Manifestation right? like, mindset. Like I, I made Whatever is going on in my life, I made it happen through my power of manifestation, right. right? I just walk through my life and magical things come to me all the time because I'm a manifesting queen or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of the way that we hear about manifestation in the spiritual self-help community. So what do we mean by manifestation? Like, break that down a little bit. So, well, let's define it in one way by what what we see as what it what it kind of the common definition is, is it's kind of magical thinking around creating some kind of material circumstances in your life if you just. So like magically creating something or manifesting something that you want if you just change your mindset or buy a certain product or sign up for a certain course or whatever. It, or if you just stop having anxiety, depression, yeah. and all the other things that are wrong with you that are blocking you from having the thing, um, and con continuing to like use your mental power to get into the flow and hack your life and be the best you can be, which is generally like thin, rich, white, and physically able to do whatever thing. Yeah, it's like this. Um, the way it's talked about a lot is, well, the. Um, if you want these external circumstances to show up in your life, you want a new house, a new car, you want... Um, a partner. Yeah, exactly, whatever. If you adjust your internal landscape, right? So if we can control the thoughts that we're thinking of, if we can attach positive emotions to what we are wanting to bring into our life, if we can generally control and manage our vibration, and we work on this inside bit, then the outside will rearrange itself to match the inside and bada bing bada boom manifested look at you manifesting <laughs> which like part of that is part of that is there's not all of that is bad right and so it but it's not all it's not the whole story and it really 
thinking about manifestation as this, I'm creating everything myself, mm. when it doesn't turn out how you hope, it can be really devastating to feel like there's something wrong with you or you're not good enough. And it and like increases your feelings of anxiety, depression, and things that are like, well, if I was just good enough, then I would get this thing. Yeah. And kind of on the opposite end of the pole of that, of like bringing things into our life, we have prayer. And uh, I don't know about everyone, but at least I, as a recovering Catholic, came up kind of believing or being told that the prayer was really the polar opposite of that. And like, so in manifesting, we have this like, okay, I'm responsible for all the circumstances in my life. And if I can like manage the, my interior world, like just so and line everything up in just a way, then the outside will make itself match. And I did that all on my own. Right. And the other pole of that is, well, at least with the prayer that I was conditioned to as a Catholic was, no, if you want anything in your life, you pray to the bearded white man in the sky and the bearded white man will judge your prayers worthy or not. And he will make it happen for you. And you absolutely, you don't have any power over this thing's coming. All your power is to do is to ask this force, please, please, the source of everything, please, can I have X, Y, Z? So we kind of have these like opposing things um, when you think about them that way, right? Manifestation being the, like, I made everything in my life happen and I'm responsible for every little thing. And it's all by controlling my internal landscape. Mm -hmm. And then the other side is like, I'm actually in control of nothing. And this all powerful force is the only thing that's bringing stuff into my life. Can I just tell you guys something personal that when I was a kid, I used to imagine that God was Mork from Mork and Mindy, like <laughs> like Robin Williams, alien Mork, who he had like a stripy shirt and suspenders. And I would like envision him in the sky granting my prayers or not. Isn't that funny? Mm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, so as John just said, as a recovering Catholic, as a recovering atheist <laughs> um, who had a really bad experience with religion, um, prayer has always felt really unaccessible to me. Like I developed this idea around it being like John said, like to, to this figure outside of myself. And as I grew to kind of reject organized religion and Christianity, I didn't really f know how prayer fit into any of that because I didn't have an understanding or a spiritual connection to anything outside of religion. And I went into the other extreme of like, well, if it's not this, I guess there's nothing. And so mm. what would I be praying to if I was praying? And also, you know, I think if you have a negative experience with religion, prayer, just the word prayer can be like, Ugh, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm not into that. That's what religious people do. So something that's really powerful, I think, to think about around prayer and manifestation is taking these things back from the extreme poles of what, you know, we may think about what they are and understanding that prayer is not just belong to religious organizations. It's not just a way to talk to this, you know, abstract mm -hmm. being outside of yourself. It's, com it's something completely different that, that does belong to you, that is for you. And the same with manifestation. Manifestation is not a secret club that only certain people have 
under, you know, the, they literally call it the secret. Like mm. the secret is one of the ones like the law of attraction. And we talk about, we talk about the law of attraction and like, you know, putting your attention on the things that you want. But today we're going to talk about how you can start to understand and build a relationship with manifestation and prayer as a duo, as like mm. a power duo in your life to help you get what you desire. And not just what you desire, but we'll talk about how these two things work together to create and and manifest a life that feels good. Mm. And it might not be what you desire, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it might be something that you don't even know is good for you. Right. So we've talked a little bit about about like what you know, the stereotypical definitions of these two things or these ideas of these, th these two concepts that we have. So what is our understanding of manifestation? Like, how would you explain it? Well, I mean, part of, part of what, what we've already described it as kind of hits a nail on the head for me. It's like, um, when we're moving towards something, when we're calling something into our lives, when we're asking for something, when we're wanting something, part of that is, our responsibility to, you know, think positively about it, to have like, hold a good vibration, to, um, to think good thoughts as we move towards that. Um, and then part of it is the, is the prayer. Part of it is, okay, it's really unrealistic to expect to monitor every thought that we have going and, and still do all the requirements that life has mm -hmm. of us, right? Like cooking and cleaning and doing our jobs and interacting with our family. I mean, if you really want to monitor your thoughts all day, that's like... That's, that's all, all you're doing. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so the prayer and manifestation in my mind um, talk about like where our responsibility is and where we can kind of let go and turn things over. Um, to a power greater than ourselves. So the manifestation is our half of this agreement as we're moving towards something. I like um, this. So I have felt with manifestation that it was this thing that I was really interested in because obviously like who doesn't want to make mad, you know, who doesn't want to call in and bring the things that they're seeking toward them? Well, it's very empowering, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, Okay, whatever the circumstances are, you're in, are in your life, we've created those with our internal landscape. Mm -hmm. So since our internal landscape is really the only thing we have control over, then okay, we have control over all of our outside circumstances. And by changing all of this, then we feel empowered to call in and create whatever we want. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, it's, you know, in some sense it's right, and it's very nice to think like I have the control, the power to create what it is I want in my life. Yeah, and it, and you can. You like we do have that power. And part of that power is acknowledging when we are creating negative things in our lives, mm. when we are blocking ourselves from you know, having experiences that we want and or when what happens most of the time I think is we have a narrative that we've invented about something we've we've made up a story and we've agreed like this is the, how this goes and when things don't go that way we completely miss the opportunities it reminds me of this um this little i don't know what it is it's just a little story about this woman is like drowning she's like in the ocean mm. she's been shipwrecked she's drowned she's in the ocean like please send help like she's praying to god please help help me help me help me and this 
ship comes by and he's like, ma'am, can we, can we help you? And she's like, no, 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 I'm waiting for God to help me. And then a helicopter comes and they're like, ma'am, we want to save you. And she's like, no, I'm waiting for God. God's coming to save me. I don't need you to save me. And then one more time, somebody comes by on another boat and, and you know, they're like, ma'am, we're going to need to get you out of this water. And she's like, no, I, God is coming to save me. And then finally she dies and she goes to heaven and she's like, I asked you to help me and save me. You didn't save me. He's like, I sent two boats and a helicopter. <laughs> like, that's what, that's how we miss manifestation trying to help us. Like, mm -hmm. that's how we miss when we are only looking to see things in a certain way, we will miss the opportunities of, mm. oh, that thing is here. It's come to you, but it doesn't look how you thought. And it never will. It never does. And that's sort of the, that is really the trick is it's not just, okay, I'm going to monitor my thoughts. I'm going to, you know, keep my temple protected and keep myself positive. That can start to look like toxic positivity and, you know, good vibes only, like that kind of idea uh, can can be damaging because it doesn't allow for the messiness that is the human condition. It doesn't allow for the forest fire that brings a new forest into your life. And so the idea that there's some special manifestation club that if you're not doing it right, then you can't manifest and you just don't get it and you're not, you know, you're blocking, you're blocking yourself from doing it is... I just want to like erase that and be like manifestation is is an empowering thing and you can become an empowered creator and part of that is taking responsibility for the ways that you get in your own way mm -hmm. and praying to get out of your own way and like mm -hmm. be able to see the the gifts and the magic that's all around you all the time and and you know using things like gratitude and all of these other practices where you can really see like what you have is exactly what you need in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, adjusting our perspective to to see, like what you said, how is what I have and how is what is showing up in my life exactly what I need right now? How is this actually, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, how is this actually moving me closer towards the thing I'm trying to manifest? So they work together in this like, okay, my responsibility is everything in here mm -hmm. and I'm going to work on that as I try to call forth out of the ether, whatever it is I'm trying to manifest. And then the other half of that is praying and allowing whatever it is that shows up to be connected to that dream, to be connected to that, um, your path that will bring you closer to what it is you desire. And really the way plant medicine has really helped me to understand this dynamic um, in a way that works better for me and feels better for me is that this force that I'm praying to is not outside of myself. Mm -hmm. It's I'm intimately connected to the all, the, the, the all God, the creator, the mystery, however you want to say it is an extension. It's the biggest, most highest self of me possible. And for me, plant medicine's really been the way that I can, I've been able to have a felt experience of that. So I've heard that over and over and over in different circles and different books from different people, said in different ways with different language. And in on some level, I can like agree with that. But it wasn't until I had an experience with plant medicine that I could feel it. And then it became really real. And as I did that, I could start to understand that 
okay, well, all of this outside of myself is actually myself too. So as I'm moving towards something, as I'm trying to manifest it, the rest of me, that is not the conscious me, is also moving towards me with that thing. And when I understand that it is me moving towards me with whatever I want, and I can start to um, trust that process, and I can start to understand that, okay, like, however this does show up is, is working for me, is a gift, is helping bring me closer to the goals. And sometimes... Sometimes the conscious me might have like a misguided goal and bigger me, the all is like, look, I hear what you're trying to manifest there. You want to manifest X, Y, Z so you can live a more like comfortable, fulfilling life. You're going to fuck yourself up here. So let's like (laughs) skirt that completely and we'll get you away from X, Y, Z, but we'll bring you closer towards the deeper, more fulfilling life that you really want from that to begin with. And trusting that I will deliver that to myself is really how the plants have helped me so much um, in this process. So that in itself is such a big deal, like shifting from an understanding or a belief system around. So a lot of us are, I don't know if you've ever heard, like we've talked about this book a little bit, The Four Agreements, where it talks about like we are kind of indoctrinated with these agreements of like, okay, in this society that we live in now, we all have certain agreements around like, okay, here's, here's, here's what religion is. And here's how you think about this. And here's how you think about this. And, you know, our parents teach us certain things in society. You know, we have a system of belief that we operate under. And something that the plants really do really powerfully is kind of start to pull the threads of that. And it's, you know, cause you go into it and you're like, well, I know this is true. And you take the plants and the plants are like, oh, really? Let me, let me just, let me just unravel that that a little bit for you. And you're like, oh, this is all just a story that we've, like money is a good example. Mm. Money is a piece of paper. Money has no inherent value. It's a, it's a piece of paper. But as a society, we've decided that this is the system which we exchange time for this money. And this is how much this time and money are worth. And like, we all agree to, to that. And, and if you really look at it, same thing with time, money and time are really fake. Like they're not, they don't really mean, it's not some universal thing that money and time are the way that we've decided how they are now. Mm. Um, so you start to look at these concepts and you're like, wow, time, time is fake news. Like time, time isn't really like the way that we think about time going in a line is not how time works. It's more like this. Like, um, so, so there's all these abstract concepts, right? That like, we just take as truth and something that the plants do is ask you to ask yourself, why do you believe this? And where did this come from? And who told you this story? And like, what is your idea of God? And, you know, something that came for me personally through, as I said, a recovering atheist, I never really thought anything about like past lives. I was always like, nah, whatever. The idea of reincarnation and that a soul is continuing to experience human life and go through incarnations and like Mm -hmm. learn and grow. And um, what did we say earlier? Be a victim and be a a perpetrator Mm -hmm. of like darkness. So sometimes you're receiving pain and sometimes you're giving pain. And 
that understanding of, of like anse- our ancestors and how people have healed things over time throughout human evolution and where like how our souls can continue to grow made so many things make sense for me in my own life, in my current life. And I didn't have any like past life regressions other than like a kind of a knowing that this is not my first rodeo, Mm. but just that. Okay. So now that's, that's a belief I have like that we have multiple Mm -hmm. life experiences as a consciousness evolving itself to experience everything, you know? So all the souls are doing this over and over until we, go all into the light and then we probably will do it again. I don't know. (laughs) But that concept was like something I had never had a relationship with before. And I sat with plant medicine and then it it changed. And I opened to like this new understanding and this new narrative. And so now with that narrative as my foundation, things like John was just talking about, about about the way that I think about God is God includes me. I am God. Mm -hmm. And that tree is God. And that plant is God. And God is not a separate entity for me. God is everything. God is everywhere all the time. God is unfolding as we are moving through time and space. And so just coming to these to these new realizations so you can have these new understandings around manifestation and, and prayer are really powerful outcomes of working with psychedelics, I mm. think. Yeah, it's really nice to um, be able to take a look at the agreements, the um, the stuff we've onboarded as our truth, our belief system, our right because our belief system is kind of like the structure that our like thinking and understanding is built upon, and the way we interpret events, and then the way we interpret those events leads to the way we emotionally respond to them, which in turn leads to how we physically and respond to them and take action in our life. So if we can go down to the base layer of our belief system and structure and take out what isn't serving us and replace it with something that is is better for us, that is more serving, then we get to restructure the whole pyramid built on top of it. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting, like what you were talking about, about, well, how do you know that's true? And like we were talking about with reincarnation, I've had a similar like shift because of the plants. Um, and as I hear you talking about saying it, I'm asking myself, like, well, that also might not be true, right? Who, who really knows? However, this belief of that serves me, mm-hmm. and it serves me better than believing that at the end of this life, we're either sentenced to an eternity of damnation or eternity of bliss based off of our beliefs and our actions in one lifetime, it makes more sense for me that we come into this life with some understanding and some stuff that we've earned and that all this whole life has more of a meaning than just this physical reality. And we get to take with us all that we've learned and understood and the ways we've learned to see the world into the next life. And for me, that, that belief has allowed me to like relax and trust the process so whether it's the absolute truth fact or not, the fact that I believe it allows me to operate more efficiently, more compassionately, more gently in this world and have a better experience and treat people better. Yeah, it's like, 
an alignment or an attunement, an adjustment to mm. a way of, like I was saying earlier, like, okay, like John said, maybe it's not true. Maybe this is just, this is the one life that you have. Even if it's not true, my belief that my soul is here to have like a soul agenda of of growing and healing and, mm. and healing not only myself, but my ancestors, that feels really good to me as a human person in this life, in this moment, in the present. So the better I feel in the present, the better human I am to myself and others. And so people get this from all kinds of things. Like there's nothing inherently wrong with organized religion when it provides that kind of feeling for people. Mm. When people have a purpose, when they feel like part of a whole, that experience for me did not feel like that. But that doesn't mean that that's an invalid experience for someone else. Uh-huh. Religion, all the religions are included in the God. Like all, everyone is right. And, and everyone has, you know, I think the thing that can feel difficult about, about any of this stuff is, is saying this is the one right way to think about it. Mm. Because there is no one right way. It's all spokes on a wheel leading to one, to one truth, which is that we're all one. And however you get to that feeling is the right way for you. Uh-huh. And manifesting and prayer. So, so the taking back prayer from places, like if you don't have a prayer or practice or a relationship with prayer, what is prayer really? Like, Well, to me, it means talking to the bigger part of myself, the part that's like, well, right now in this body, in this lifetime and everything, like my consciousness is very much confined to this body, this awareness. I'm always looking out from behind these eyes. And like I was saying, I understand that the big me continues on indefinitely in throughout this whole universe and beyond what I can even comprehend or understand. So it's for me, it's talking to that part of myself and really asking and and sharing and seeing what comes back and a big practice that the um, the plants have really like helped me develop is to listen for that part and um i mean it would be great if that that part of me came in with like you know words in my head and was like well i'll do this and do that and do this and but it doesn't happen like that so i've had to develop um a spiritual eye to see and the spiritual ears to hear the messages when they come in a language without words. And, yeah, all of that really starting to build a relationship with that part of myself has also really changed what I've been praying for. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I want to manifest something, right? I want, I want, I want a piece of land to take care of and I want to be able to host ceremonies and have people over and take care of a garden and like have a physical place where people can find community and support and love and connection and feel free and safe to explore and heal themselves in a in a container for that right Mm -hmm. okay so this is manifestation i will i want to manifest that so so i was saying as i've come to understand what prayer is and what I'm praying to, it's changed how I pray. So previously, when I was in all these uh, Catholic agreements, it's right, 
okay, dear so-and-so in the sky, God, please help bring these things into my life. Adjust my physical world for me. And the message I got at least was like, well, if your prayer is worthy and if you are worthy, then the prayer will be answered. And if not, like, you're a damned sinner. <laughs> and that's what I got at least. And what I've come to realize is that that's the, for me, that's the wrong thing to pray for. The thing to pray for is the same stuff I'm trying to change through manifestation. I'm trying to change my beliefs. I'm trying to change my thoughts. I'm trying to change my emotions. I'm trying to change my, the way I react to stuff. And so now my prayers have become, okay, help me see this clearly. Help me see what's coming to me as a gift, moving me towards what I want. Help me to be compassionate to myself and to the people in my life. Help me to develop like a, a good work. Help me adjust this inner uh, landscape so that when those things come, I make good use of them. And that's really been a game changer for me because the changes how I see what's coming at me. What shows up in my life is no, no longer, oh no, this is in the way of what I want to manifest, but okay, this is a tool somehow, and I might not see how it's trying to shape me, how it's trying to help me grow, but this growth is going to lead in a maybe a roundabout may, way, maybe a direct way to what I'm hoping and dreaming for. Um, and then it's it's also like what we were talking about before, understanding understanding this interconnectedness mm -hmm. has really helped me understand that what I'm trying to manifest is if it's just for me is like, it's so useless. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing that I need personally. That's going to make a good impact on, on life in general. So when I'm trying to manifest something now, it's like, I want to manifest this for the good of all. And if when I'm in alignment with that, which is not all the time, but when I am in alignment with that, it feels like the rest of the universe, the big me, is like, yeah, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about um, a way. So I have a very active problem solver, project manager kind of mind, where I'm, I'm like an action person. I'm. Mm. It's kind of a hyper masculine way of you know doing work and whatever thing very high like my very mind focused way of of behaving and we um really want to one of the things that we wanted to manifest out of our hearts but and because we really love healing in retreat with people we want we worked in a retreat center with ayahuasca and san pedro and we really wanted to continue doing that work um with an integration component and as like the leaders of the retreat and so as you can imagine like this is a really big dream for us and a big thing that we really wanted and we started to you know ask for that to come to us and and say you know we really want to do this work we want to be in service in this way we want to do these retreats and we want to do them now. <laughs> and so we had an opportunity come to us and, you know, we found a venue and we're going, we're planning this retreat and we're trying to do it in a quick way because we want this to happen soon. Like we want to make it a possibility soon. And then it was sort of like some red flags started going up, like the experience with the, you know, management of the place that we were 
we were trying to book didn't feel great like at all and but because we had this like really hard attachment to wanting it to happen in this way that we imagined we kind of ignored those those issues at first and then you know, time went on. Yeah, and, I'm gonna, and, I'm gonna buckle down harder and just manifest even harder. Yeah, like well, we're like, well, <laughs> this is like obviously it's supposed to be like this is what came up, so it must be this, you know. And we kept kind of rationalizing, like, well, we don't really feel good about like, it doesn't feel good, and that's something to really pay attention to, like when you're manifesting. If it doesn't feel good, there was probably some reason why, and mm. that you need to pay attention to. Like your heart is trying to tell you something. Mm. So the way that our hearts told us something was through a visa problem <laughs> that really we had planned this whole retreat. And then basically we found out that we could not do it at the time that we planned and because of visa stuff. And so we were super devastated. We were like, well, maybe we're not supposed to do these retreats. Like maybe we had to cancel the retreat. And it ended up it was a really big disappointment that actually turned into being a huge gift because we were, we realized we were like putting so much pressure on this thing that we wanted to happen in this very specific way that, you know, the retreat had gotten to be very expensive because of all of this and like kind of out of, out of reach for people. And, and that is not what we, that wasn't the intention behind wanting to do it in the first place. Like we want it to be, something that our friends can afford to do. And so I'm sharing this just because like, what can happen with us with, with, you know, when we have a dream that we're following, when we have something that our heart wants, sometimes the mind, the mind is trying to help. The mind is always, is always trying to help us. And the mind can really get attached to things in, in ways that, that make us ignore like the red flags of, Mm. okay, this is not, this is not, this happening this way is not the best thing for you. And luckily, because we have this relationship with the medicines, because we have this relationship with prayer, we were able to recognize like, this is, this is not, this is not what we, this is not good for us. This is not a good way to do this. And now as we're, you know, (laughs) moving past that and, and continuing to say like, we want to be in service and have retreats. Now we're more, we're like, you know what? No more timelines. Like we are just gonna allow this to happen on a longer scale. And it's like, oh, that feels really good. Mm-hmm. Like making shifts when something comes back to you that's like showing you like this is not doing it this way in this like hardcore manifest. I'm gonna manifest this no matter what, no matter if it like destroys me. Mm-hmm. That's not it's not worth it to manifest it like that. And so when you invite prayer into the process, you invite the more feminine. Mm-hmm like connection with your heart, connection with, you know, you're like listening to your body around it. And, and the biggest part is like trusting this benevolent, this benevolent guide that's like, I got you, like Mm -hmm. I'm taking care of you and I will take care of it. This is going to happen. Like what you need will happen. It's sort of like this giant, like, for me, it's so much better trying to like do business and do work in this in this area when I just relax and be like, God's got this. I love, you know, I'm from the South, so like people are always going like, let go and let God. And I used to laugh at that. But I think that's really a powerful way to live because uh-huh. you are not carrying the responsibility to make everything happen yourself that can really stress you out and cause like serious anxiety. For me, it's anxiety. Yeah. So... 
I love the way you're describing that. It's um, it's so true. It's like, um, well, it's a, um, it's a toxic form of masculinity to be like, I, this is what's going to happen, and I'm going to force it right. at all costs, and it's going to happen on my timeline. It's a very like egocentric, Western. and like yeah. And it's rewarded to behave that way, too. Yes, like, in our world it is. Financially, generally, it's right. rewarded. So, and I love what you said about letting go and letting God and that being more of a feminine process. And we have all these beautiful examples all around us in every plant, every tree, everything that the earth produces. The earth always gets it done, and she always takes her time, and she's patient. And we can... In- so our part of that, right, is the manifesting. And... We do everything we can, and then we do let go and let God, let nature, let the universe, however you want to say that, Mm -hmm. do its thing. And it's very much like growing something, planting a plant. It's like you take the seed and you plant it, and maybe you you have an intention, consciously or not, but your, your intention, even if it's subconsciously, is for this seed to grow into that plant. So you're putting it in the ground. There's nothing you can do now to force that to happen faster. If you can give it the right soil and the right light and the right amount of water and you can give it your love and attention, but at some point you've done all you can do and you have to let go and let the nature take its course. And it's the same with what we want to manifest. It's like, okay, we do all the work we can. We think our positive thoughts about it we were like excited about it emotionally we know in our hearts it's the right direction to move and it's it's something that's for the good of everything and we're like yeah we're on and there's only so much you can do towards that and at that point it's like okay let's put this down let's take care of ourselves and let's let big me or god or the universe or i like big me (laughs) yeah let's let's let that do the whole thing the rest of it and I was saying before, it's like what we are trying to call in is also trying to reach us. Mm -hmm. So really, we have to meet halfway. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's so like relieving. It's like, wow, I don't really have to like pick up all the pieces and carry this the whole way by myself. Like I got to make it halfway. And there's something on the other side that is like that force is moving towards me with the same excitement and joy that I have to bring it into my life. It's like... I want to be in his life. And again, like we were talking about with beliefs, like, okay, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe that's not the way it is. But, well, first my experience tells me a little different that that is the way it works. And even if it's not, that is so much more comforting and relieving and allows me to rest in a good vibration, which ultimately is going to attract whatever it is faster anyways. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, the prayer and the manifestation are the yin and the yang. They're the two sides of the coin. They're always working together to um, create. We This is how we are creators, right? This, we're working in a partnership with divinity to create. I think that is what people mean when they talk about being in flow. Mm. Of It's having having that that manifestation drive the dream drive and the support of your heart and the support of your like the care around yourself as you're as you're going for that like there's a concept i can't remember it's called like non-striving have you ever heard of this Mm -hmm. it's um 
something that I studied in my yoga teacher training, but it's like this quality of non, non-striving, of allowing, of even receive and receiving without like trying to force things. And mm. I'm sure there's like a much better technical definition that I'm not saying, but it, I love that idea of, of like letting things unfold and it, it's exciting to be curious and surprised, you know? It's like mm. when you can allow yourself to be curious and, and surprised and change your mind and be wrong about things, and life is much more enjoyable and juicy when you, if everything went to according to how we envisioned it and how we planned, n- nothing really good would ever happen. <laughs> because honestly, I'll tell you, I am terrible at knowing how things should go for myself. Every time I think I have something figured out, the universe magically surprises me in a beautiful way. And it's so much better than I could have ever thought for myself. I was like, I was really selling myself short by my own manifestation ideas because when it, when it's delivered, it's like, holy shit, this is, this is beautiful. This is so much better than Mm. something I could have picked for myself. So if we close ourselves off to only the ideas that we can come up with, it's like, Mm we're closing ourselves off to a lot of the magic and mystery and like excitement about being alive. I liked what you were talking about, about meeting, meeting life as a mystery full of like wonder and excitement. And this like, let's, it's a mystery to, to see what it's going to be. It's an adventure. Yeah, exactly. Well said. (laughs) And they say that in the, um, well, Jesus says in the Bible at some point, and I don't know the exact quote, but something like if you have like the eyes of or qualities of a child, you'll get to enter enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And this is what they're referring to is this this treating every experience as a new experience to be unraveled without already making up our mind and making an agreement right when it comes in. There's this other beautiful um, parable that I heard through Alan Watts about the Chinese farmer. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's saying that, well, there's this, um, there's this farmer and his son worked the field and they have a, just a huge crop this year. And everyone in the town is like, wow, you have a great crop. Like, that's great. And the farmer's like, well, yeah, we'll see. And so the son is having to work really hard to harvest all the crops because there's so much extra but he falls off his horse and breaks his leg and they're like oh how terrible and he's like well we'll see and then the um, government's in some war and they come looking for people to recruit to force into fighting and his son has a broken leg so they pass him over and the townspeople say oh that's so great and the farmer says well we'll see so it's this attitude of like we don't really know what is going to be so good for us each little thing can be we can think it's so awful in the moment but in hindsight we're like oh my god what a miracle that's how i feel about my addiction oh (laughs) you know i was just gonna say like when i was getting clean i well so i got clean going to 12-step meetings Mm -hmm. and when i was first going i was like so shy i was like i wanted it but like I was not integrating into the community or making friends or anything like that. It was like I would show up just a little late so I didn't have to talk to anyone. I would sit in the meeting, and then as soon as that meeting was done, I'm like, boogie to the car, get out of here. I don't want to, like, I don't want to open up or be vulnerable or whatever. And because of my addiction, my license got revoked 
which naturally to me was like, well, this is a horrible thing. Clearly, I need my license to go to work and et cetera, et cetera. This is awful. Mm -hmm. I know how this is. This is bad. And looking back on it, it ended up being an absolute miracle because without this license, I could catch the bus to the meeting, but I needed to catch a ride home, and I had to make friends, and I made friends, and because of making friends, I got clean. So for me, it was a very clear example of like, man, I don't really know exactly what's best for me all the time. So like turning some of that over to this bigger me is like, okay, well, this this force clearly does. It's been demonstrated to me over and over and over things that I thought were a tragedy were actually a huge blessing. So like, let me trust that that's going to continue. And let me just work on seeing everything as a blessing. And that's what I'll pray for. Please let me see it as a blessing, please. <laughs> because it is, and it's just a matter of time until I see it clearly. How is this exactly what I need right now? Exactly. So. That's my next tattoo, by the way. That's a good one. That's, I would totally, we could get matching ones <laughs> nice. if you want. Um, so the moral of this story is chill the fuck out <laughs> and stop worrying so much and bring some, bring some prayer and some, a prayer is a conversation between you and everything and you are everything. So you're really just talking to yourself. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be scary and it absolutely belongs to you. So, and, and the manifestation part, it's a lot easier when you just chill the fuck out. Honestly. <laughs> oh. Um, coming from your neighborhood type A high strung personality. Um, I like myself better when I'm chill. Mm. So thanks so much for joining us um, yeah. on the Psychedelic Integration Podcast, Manifestation and Prayer. Um, we have some really exciting news actually today to share. Today is the very first day of Psychedelic Integration Academy course. It Our course started today. Uh. We're so jazzed about this. And it's evergreen. It's open all the time. And you can enroll anytime um, on our website, mysticalheartcollective.com. It is a perfect example of what we've just been talking about. We set out with an intention to manifest being of service and helping people prepare for and integrate their psychedelic experience. And we have gone through so many iterations. And as we've learned to go with the flow, this beautiful 12-week course, which does a bunch of preparation, it goes over tools, how to navigate the medicine experience, and eight weeks of integration afterwards has been the fruit of all of this prayer and hard work on our end. So yeah, it's been a, this course is a beautiful partnership between our wishes and big us's wishes for <laughs> how we can help. And we've been able to hopefully make it super accessible and affordable and you can do it self-paced and um, we're super proud of it and excited to share it. We want to help as many people as possible find the tools and learn how to heal with psychedelics yourself from your own home or uh -huh. wherever. So um, we also touched briefly on about, we had shared with you in some previous episodes, we had a retreat. The retreat is postponed. We don't know when we're going to have a retreat. We will have one and we don't know when. And if you're interested, you should email us and let us know that you're interested so we can figure out when we're going to have this <laughs> We thing. can let you know about the details. Yeah. yeah um, you can join our mailing list. All of this is available at mysticalheartcollective.com. And thank you so much for listening and supporting to our, our podcast. And we'll see you next time. Don't know when that's going to be. Sometime <laughs> soon. Be good to yourself, family. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.